Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight on Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show where we'll be answering questions and questioning answers. Tonight's theme is going to be Nick at Night. Yes. Very excited for Nick Woo! at Night. Uh, now, to get started, let's find out the, uh, the team name of the team on my left, please. Uh, we are called... Uh? <laughs> <laughs> is, is that it? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> the uh, sound effect... How do I spell that? I'm gonna spell uh, A-E-U-G-G-G-H-H, exclamation point, exclamation point. Thank you. Just two. Just two, because that'll annoy me when I see it on text. Hey, no. Nick, I, I, I think I missed it. How do you say it again? Uh? And that, and that for is... copyright reasons, you will need to credit Mr. Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah every, every time. time you write it. So TM, trademark. I'll put a little TM. TM, TM. TM, TM. above that. Okay, understandable. And let's meet our panelists, starting with the the person on the far left. Hello, I'm Johnny, the joke man, O'Mara. Okay, very good. Uh, I'm Amy Young. I was not allowed to watch I Love Lucy as a child because it wasn't feminist enough. <laughs> That's maybe the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm Nick, the eight-year-old insomniac Lathan. Watched all these shows. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I knew it was my bedtime when Taxi came on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Taxi came on at like 3 a.m. It was crazy. Uh, and and Nick, Nick has a, a surprise for us, uh, I believe. Is that correct? So I don't want to go. Over, I don't want to ruin the whole surprise. But yeah, it's a it's a thing that I do every time I'm on. So if you see my, that I'm going to be on here, you might win something. Uh, it's a segment I call "Shit I Found in My House." <laughs> so it's just a bunch of TV shows that I have on DVD and Blu-ray that I want to give away. So we'll be giving away prizes uh, to to some audience members at the end of the night, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, and we'll we'll uh, we'll discuss that in a moment. Uh, um, Nick, how do we know? Is there like a certain noise or an alarm, an alert to know that they'll giveaway is about to happen? Oh, is it going to happen throughout the night, or is it just at the end? It's at the very end. You win it all, baby. You, I'm, talking, <laughs> I'm talking books. I'm talking about uh, stuff I don't want. TV, TV shows on book? TV shows on book. That's the right. novelization I got of Matlock? I've got all of Goosebumps. <laughs> they said it would never work. Uh, let's meet uh, our, our other team for tonight. Uh, what is the team name? Over yes, uh, our team is called I'm sorry, we're all out of Nick at night. Is TV land okay? <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Uh, let's, let's meet our panelists starting on the far right, please. Uh, my name is Sammy Tamimi, and I was a latchkey kid in the mm. 80s, so I saw all these shows mostly first run. Nice. <laughs> oh, well, that's... Oh, I heard, that's a, a, I heard a sad... Oh, oh, a sad... Oh, oh, oh he's so old. He's so old. Oh, oh. Damn it, jokey Johnny. <laughs> Uh, and next to Sammy? Uh, my name is Mike Gospel, and I was the opposite of a latchkey kid. I was uh, helicoptered, and uh, I always followed the rules. Oh, oh. What's your favorite rule? Oh, probably be kind to others. Wouldn't it have been better if I came up with a funnier one, though? (laughs) You're not not the joke man. No, that's right. Mine's don't eat your boogers in front of company. (laughs) That's funny. In front of company. It's an important stipulation. Wait until they leave. For for, for everyone listening at home, Mike looks like um, someone who was helicopter parented. (laughs) (laughs) His hair is brushed. uh, Yeah, he's a very very handsome young man. And uh, finally, our final panelist. Um, I'm Elizabeth Del Toro, and I had a scab on my back that I made bleed just before this, so I'm going to periodically check. Okay. 
Elizabeth loves oversharing. That's kind of her gimmick. Oh, we run the gamut from parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Yeah, latchkey kid, helicopter uh-huh. parent, raised by wolves. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's um, let's go to our not you. Oh, yeah, it does you. Let's uh, for our first uh, our first team here. Uh, uh, here's your question. Wait, we gotta do we gotta do the prize thing. Oh, you're right. Quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I wanted to make sure both teams were introduced, so everyone got an idea of who they were. Um, depending on um, who wins tonight's uh, show, uh, which team wins tonight's show is going to determine who in the audience uh, is going to get some prizes. Uh, so, who, who uh, show of hands, who's interested in winning some prizes tonight? I see one hand there. I see a second hand there. Uh, let me ask you a question. Do you know each other? Okay, well now you're bitter enemies. Uh, you were you were the the first person saying I saw. May I please have your name? Caitlin. Caitlin. Thank you, Caitlin. And what team would you um, like to be rooting for here tonight? Uh, she's indicated. I'm sorry, we're out of Nick at night. Is TV Land okay? Uh, which means uh, our our other uh, fine audience member. Your name is Matt. All right, Matt. You are unfortunately playing for uh. So so we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, <laughs> may the odds be ever Spencer, in your, your enunciation and commitment to saying. Oh, don't act like I haven't been practicing this my whole do you life. Want to know, do you want to know? It's simple. It's like you. you <gasps> it takes a lot of breath. It goes, uh, yeah. It comes from your soul. Right. It, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 that's another one you gotta do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Spencer, can we just give him 10 points? Yeah, I'll give you 10 points right off the bat, Nick. Thank you. This is now improvised tool time. That's what you spend your money on. I would watch that. Matt, you're in good shape so far. I'm sorry, Caitlin. (laughs) Okay, let's finally get to our first question, please. All right. Uh, Nick at Night was known as the first classic TV network. One of its shows at launch was The Donna Reed Show. Now, this show originally ran from 1958 to 1966 on the ABC network, and like a lot of television shows of that age, made revenue from a primary sponsor. I'd like to know who was the primary sponsor of the Donna Reed show. Sell out with me, oh yeah. Sell out with me tonight. The record company's only kid made lots of money, and everything's gonna be All right, tell me, who was the primary sponsor of the Donna Reed show? Uh, we're going to go with Lucky Strike Cigarettes. Okay. Uh, so you're going to say Lucky Strike Cigarettes uh, sponsored the Donna Reed show. Didn't, uh, because of the Flintstones, they stopped doing sponsorships of TV shows? Yeah, they stopped doing that in 1968. The Donna Reed show ran in the 50s. And if you've been cooking and cleaning and vacuuming <laughs> for your goddamn ungrateful children and this motherfucker who's doing God knows what after work in the city, do you know what? You need a cigarette. Let Donna have her cigarette. Ma- Mama needs her ciggy time, okay? <laughs> you know what? She could have been doing diet pills that were basically speed. This is about harm reduction is what the Donna Reed show was about. <laughs> How did they incorporate Lucky Strike cigarettes into the show? Just her smoking one and looking dead into the camera? Like, you get it. We'd be like, hey, what brand of cigarette is that? It's like, oh, these are Lucky Strikes. Oh, these? Yeah. These are my Lucky Strikes. Yeah, they pull them, she pulls them out, like, look at that. Out of her guest jeans. Or- yeah. <laughs> Darling, did you pick up my Lucky Strikes? Why, yes, I did, dear. Thank you so much for doing the bare minimum to consider my feelings. <laughs> did, did they work in the... Um, current at the time Lucky Strike slogan into the show? Oh, yeah. They'd be like... What, and what was that? Uh, they'd be like... This is a typical scene from the Donna Reed show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, please, like, please. Well, can I get some bread? He's like, you sure? It's toasted. <laughs> <laughs> Just slide some bread over and then look at the camera and do a little wink. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, did the children smoke as well? Because you really want to go all in on the sponsorship. I feel like they did. Uh, it was uh, what are they called? It was Lucky Strikes. Look, she was she yeah. She would cut a regular one in half and give each of them one half. So one one got a filter and the other one. <laughs> you know, even the cat, the family cat, got in on it because cats can have a little cigarette for a treat. As a treat, yes, thank you. Hang on, how do you toast a cigarette? I'm still stuck on that. <laughs> Well, according to Don Draper in the first episode of Mad Men, they uh, they do some kind of thing. Oh, to you're the crops. referencing a different show. Well, yeah, the whole uh, Mad Men is it's about the history of Lucky Strike cigarettes. I don't know if everybody's watched the show. It's all about cigarettes, okay? It was bad bosses. What's the vibe on Mad Men? Bad bosses, idea. horrible I, I've bosses. I've never seen it. Oh, horrible bosses. <laughs> we no. think they're lying. Thank you. <laughs> so you Play don't think it was Lucky Strikes? Uh, what what do we think the uh, sponsor was then? 
Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Very good. Uh, also, by the way, the um, cigarette company that advertised on the Flintstones was not Lucky Strike. It was Winston. <laughs> Were you waiting for us to answer? I was, and, and no one knew. It was actually the Campbell's Soup Company. Are you oh. sure it wasn't Winstone? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, that stepped on the answer. You, you did, but I, I forgive you. Uh, it was Campbell's Soup Company. Now I you, didn't know you could smoke soup. Yeah. You, <laughs> So you, you actually can't. You may know Campbell's Soup Company from their line of soups mm. at your local grocery store. You can find them in the soup aisle. All kind, of, all, <laughs> all kind of flavors. Real quick, last night I was making some soup. This is so fucking stupid. I, I was pouring the soup from a Campbell's can mm-hmm. into my bowl, but I had the bowl at an angle like it was a beer. <laughs> so it wouldn't foam up. Nice so it all, I don't want the soup to foam up. Well, I, I hate it when there's too much of a head on my chicken noodle. Well, you know, it takes 90 seconds to pour a perfect, a perfect. soup. <laughs> yes, I, I learned that at the Guinness Factory. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm sorry, Rod, of Nick and Nine's TV Land, okay? A staple of early Nick and Night was the Mary Tyler Moore show. Look at her. She's so happy. She's doing it her way. <laughs> During its original run from 1970 to 1977, it was a huge success and skyrocketed Mary Tyler Moore to fame. Mm. But Mary wasn't just an actress. She was a business, too. She co-founded MTM Enterprises, which helped produce several hit TV shows in the 70s and 80s, including uh, both Bob Newhart shows and Hill Street Blues. But the real draw of MTM was its mascot, an orange kitty cat, Spoofing the MGM lion, the cat would appear during the credits and meow adorably. What was the name of this little orange cat? Was I, was I quoting Laverne and Shirley's opening song? Doing it their way? Yeah. Doing yeah, it okay, sorry, I, I apologize for that. Give us any chance, we'll take it. Yeah, I'll, I'll just add some points for myself we'll for that. We'll make it, it's gonna <laughs> make our dreams come true. Everybody! Doing it always! Wow, well, the entire chorus line just burst into the, the theater and then left immediately. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. You've never? Oh, no, it's, it's a great, it's so great. Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hossamazel. Incorporated! Have you seen Wayne's World? It's, a, no. it's It's got it in it. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead and give the other team five more points. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin. Caitlin, trust us, it's a long con. Yeah. Just, just send those five points down the bottling line all the way over there. I'm sorry, uh, Wayne's World starring founder of the theater, Mike Myers. You can uh, read more about him in Truth and Comedy mm-hmm. and about how he asked for Heinz ketchup in a scene. That's right. And that was the day comedy was born. I would say it's the most important group work since the pyramids. <laughs> I think I, that's what I would say. All the people in the audience are like, guys, well, what are all these the inside theater. comedy jokes? We have to desperately move on. Can you please <laughs> give me the answer of what the name of this orange cat was? Oh, cool. my God. The name of the cat, it's kind of play on, like, King of the Jungle, was Rex. Rex. Thank you. Cats don't live in jungle. <laughs> I'm sorry? Don't mm-hmm. Cats don't live in jungles. The thing about that, though, is that jungle cats do... <laughs> Yeah, where, where, do, where do cats live, if not the jungle? My house. Your house. <laughs> How many cats do you own? I have, uh, I'm sorry, I have one cat who lives with me. Wait, oh, well, what about the other cats <laughs> that, that don't live don't with you? No, I'm just saying I don't own a cat. Johnny I'm fucking I have a, a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> what's, his, what's his name? Great. His name's Buster, he's great. Here's he... the thing, I would accept that he lives in a jungle if he were a large breed jungle cat. I'm talking jaguars, I'm talking cheetahs, I'm talking tigers, I'm talking ligers. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if cheetahs or ligers live in the jungle. They do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you not fucking seen a, a TV show? Spencer, this isn't your show anymore. This is the Amy show, and That's I love true. it. I fucking love it. You know, what, what I love about the jungle is it makes it so easy for cheetahs to run. <laughs> Anyway, I don't think it can be from the jungle, and I think a cheetah can run in the jungle if it wants to. Why are you trying to crush this cheetah? That's dream, true. That, that is true. You're right. The only cheetah that lives in a jungle is that chump from Tarzan. Okay. Wow. The, deep cut. The gorilla's name is Cheetah. Is that? Yeah. Wow. You just dredged up a memory. Why is it? Why is his name Cheetah? I don't know, man. How could Tarzan know that word? I just know that from the great movie ride at R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, the man. great movie ride. And it's now Mickey and Minnie's Fast Times at Ridgemont High or something. <laughs> Um, do we agree? Is it um, Rex? Is Rex the name of this cat? No. Absolutely not. We Absolutely. disagree. Wait for, no. wait for it. What is the answer? Meowie Tyler Moore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that one's Sing better. is leaving. Bye. And protest. That's right. Take your points and leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me. You didn't get any fucking points. <laughs> no, the answer was it was uh, it was actually Mimsy. It was Mimsy. Oh. Mimsy. Not Garfield. Not not Heathcliff. Mimsy. That's right. Isn't that nice? <laughs> That's pretty nice. Yeah. Here's Mimsy. Oh, Mimsy. Mimsy yeah. sounds like the name of like a forgotten American girl doll. <laughs> oh no. The, she like pioneered I, television in the 70s. That's her like, like whole American girl from story. From the 1890s. Her book is really she's from sad. the recession we all forgot. Yeah. <laughs> when you said forgotten, I pictured her like walled up like the cask of Amontillado. <laughs> <laughs> They've forgotten about Mimsy. She's lost the wall here. Okay. Uh, Thank you. I, I don't know about you, but Nick and Knight introduced me to one of the best and most influential comedies ever. I love Lucy. Amy, I'm sorry, this question will be lost on you, unfortunately. Uh, in the 1950s, it was a I TV lo- show back in the 50s and <laughs> yes. 60s. Oh no, my grandma snuck me "I Love Lucy" uh, late at night when I was at her house. I've seen it. It was just verboten. Oh, I see. Clandestine "I Love Lucys." Uh, so in the 1950s, I Love Lucy became the most watched show in the United States, and it continued to make new audiences laugh 40 years later on Nick at Night. So here's the deal. The show is now going to be an I Love Lucy trivia show. Oh. No, just kidding. Uh, just tell me, tell me the name of Fred Nethel's dog. Oh, God. That's a great song, isn't it? All right. Give me, uh, give me the li- name of Fred and Ethel's dog. It has lyrics. Is that right? Yeah. It's like, it's like I love Lucy and she loves me. Oh, that's that, real. That's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some points for, for knowing that. Yeah, you thanks. Know, thanks, babe. Great that he loved Lucy would have been greater if he didn't threaten to hit her in an episode. So I could have watched I Love Lucy. That was my <laughs> mom's whole reasoning. I like to imagine you having to pretend you didn't know about it. Like, oh, the show with Lucy and Richie. <laughs> Imagine you accidentally saying you got some splinting to do, and you're like, where'd you hear that? Where did you learn such a thing? You've got some splinting. <laughs> and they no, I swear, I just love that show. I love the 50s on VH1. <laughs> Oh my God, Paula Tompkins' take on that show. Spencer, I think they're stalling because they don't know the name. I think they are stalling. I'll give you a hint, it's not Mimsy. <laughs> Rex. <laughs> Touche. That's how you play the game. Okay, so their name of the dog was Rex. Was there a great and personal reason why they named their dog? They were the, for, the, for those of you who've never seen the show or have seen the show and then know this, they intentionally cast Fred and Ethel as an older, uglier couple to make Lucille Ball and Ricky look more handsome on the show. And this is actually a source of contention from the actress that played Ethel because she was actually younger uh, than Lucille Ball and more beautiful. <laughs> and also, and the, also they, hated, they hated each other. Fred and Ethel, Ethel and hated friends. each other. They would argue. They didn't want to be near each other. Yeah. But they were on this hit show working together for years and years and years. Yeah, what are you going to do? It's not Rex. <laughs> What, what, is, what, is the, what is the... Oh, you got no questions? You got no follow-ups? <laughs> We've wasted so much time already. <laughs> we, we truly have spent quite a lot of time. Right. Uh, we think it's Ubu, and that's where Sit Ubu Sit comes from. Oh, I like that. That's very very clever of you. From um, What show is that that it says in the It's credits? at the end of lots of shows. Oh, because it's like a production company. I think so, just like Mimsy. Just like Mimsy, mm-hmm. I see. Uh, Ubu's actual name Butch. in that clip was Mimsy. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was actually Butch. Uh, in the third episode of the show, The Diet, Lucy tries to lose 12 pounds so that she can fit into a size 12 outfit and perform at Ricky's Club. And she gets so hungry at one point that she wrestles Fred and Ethel's dog Butch for a scrap of meat. <laughs> wow. Amy's going to lose her shit. goes on yeah. a diet. Yeah. Anyway, and the uh, dog's name is Butch. Yeah. Sounds like my mom wasn't that wrong. <laughs> well, Amy, you'll be happy to hear after this episode, Butch was never seen again. Ha <laughs> okay. Oh, no, what happened to Butch? <laughs> she threw him up onto the ceiling because he was going by too fast on a conveyor belt. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and now Mike's going to leave. This, uh, Elizabeth, you're on your own. All right. Uh, I'm sorry we're out of Nick at Night's TV land. Okay, this is a question for you. Bewitched found a new audience on Nick at Night and helped reinvigorate the career of star Elizabeth Montgomery. Montgomery found fresh demand for her talents on several TV shows and even did voiceover work for Batman the Animated Series. Uh, but Bewitched wasn't the only show featuring Miss Montgomery. She also had a guest role on the classic Twilight Zone episode 2 alongside Charles Bronson. 
Uh, there was something unusual about her performance in this episode, though, especially for an up-and-coming Hollywood star. What made Elizabeth Montgomery's lead performance in The Twilight Zone so unusual for a rising TV star? Spencer, little known fact, this song has lyrics. <laughs> what are they? Bewitched, bewitched, my wife is a witch. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll give you some points. Why not? I can't verify if that's true. You're welcome, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Spencer, can I have some points? Because my name's Elizabeth, and the question has Elizabeth in the name. I'll give you points, but not the team. <laughs> okay. I have a TV. <laughs> Very good. My name is Nick. <laughs> Let me check my time. It is night. I- oh, oh, man. Okay. I've talked a lot. <laughs> All right, you know what? No one's getting any points. Elizabeth, I'll take your points away. Aww. Mine? Okay, I'll give them back. <laughs> I'll give them back. Okay, what, what, what made this... Um, let me just read the question again. What made Elizabeth Montgomery's lead performance in The Twilight Zone so unusual for a rising TV star? Okay, so as anyone who's ever put on mascara knows, it's no good. <laughs> it's uh, no good, okay. It's uh, decidedly bad, I would say, uh, as far as user experience goes. So uh, Elizabeth got some mascara stuck in her eye, and she's like, well, what are we going to do, halt production? No, I'll just film the episode cross-eyed. And <laughs> she did. I see. Talk about feminist win. <laughs> Did they work that into the script at all or anything? Or just like, no. no, that's, that's, that's why it was unusual. <laughs> <laughs> they just let it ride. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amy's making a, mm. a very doubtful face at me. Yeah, but I don't have anything funny to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the ugliest you have ever been and gone out in public? Oh, oh, it, I baby. can. Hey, <laughs> me. <laughs> this is your current life. Yeah. Amy got really excited. She did get excited. I did because uh, it's also a very like name droppy, braggy story. Um, I was in a uh, college play with Tom Hanks's worst son, Chet. <laughs> Chet. Uh, and then he came back to our campus to visit Chet like six months later, and I ran into them uh, in a CVS where I was buying toilet paper because I had the stomach flu and raging diarrhea. So I was wearing like a full grout fit, like gray sweatpants, gray sweatshirt, just sweaty and ill and trying to buy a 12-pack of Charmin and had to talk to Tom Hanks. And that was the ugliest I've ever felt as a human being. Did he say anything to you, like, like reassuring anything? Like, eh, I've had the crap before too. No, he did not. He was just like, "Oh, from the from the the Henry the Fourth, great." That <laughs> like, feels like a pretty good Tom Hanks yeah. impression. Thanks. <laughs> you wore the same thing to that as my dad because they wore the same outfits, and my dad still talks about it. Um, what was it? It was uh, it was khaki pants, okay, a blue button down with tie, and a red sweater vest. And like Clark Kent glasses. Yeah, that's a good one. It was the absolute dad uniform for going to your child's college play. And they both rocked it three seats away from each other. And And they did one of these where they were like, oh, hey. (laughs) Anyway, six months later. Did they do the I Love Lucy like mirror bit? Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, I didn't recognize it because, again, my mom. Really we're going to we're have to get your mom on the phone here. And, and Oh, man. Rach would love to get on the horn with all of us, <laughs> I'm sure. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll phone her in later on, maybe. I have a follow-up. Was Rita Wilson there? Rita was at the original play. She was not in the CVS while I was seconds from shitting my pants. <laughs> Thank um, God. I'm sure yeah. Tom Hanks is, like, cool about it. He's like, yeah, I bought what? shit tickets before. Rita, uh, Rita to the play wore sparkly pants and came backstage and was like, Chester! And she was so nice, and we love Rita. Oh, that's sweet. Their uh, son is a shit bird. Yeah, though. he's bad. He's a bad person. Oh, he's, he's the bad worst, yes. Uh, but in the meantime, though, do, do we agree that she, um, Elizabeth Montgomery <laughs> oh was cross-eyed God. during this? Song? Oh, what show was this? <laughs> yeah, this is so Twilight Zone. So far away from oh. it. The, my, my show is a Twilight Zone, I think. This is, uh, I don't know what's happening. No! <laughs> no! No! no. Um, what, you don't believe in feminism? 
<laughs> is that the issue? You think, All oh, right, it's so implausible. We've covered this. It's so implausible this. that she would just go out there and have her eyes all kooky. What no, is, what is I the mean, real answer? This isn't like, that's the Taylor Swift feminism of... <laughs> I'm sorry, Elizabeth. <laughs> so me. No, she wore heels and cats. You're the, right. She, you know, uh, the Taylor oh. Swift feminism of... We, real I, quick, we cannot talk about cats, John. I heard you get excited. I, <laughs> we're already so wildly off track. Are I you cannot a let you. cat? I am the most jellical person on this stage. <laughs> as that is soon true. as I leave, I will be ascending <laughs> to, the, to the heavy side to the layer. Heavy to the heavy side, side, side layer. layer. Yeah. Everybody introduce yourselves again. Yeah, everyone go through the, real quick, Johnny. Wait, wait a second. Caitlin laughed at their team and not us. I heard that, Caitlin. No, I laughed because you said heavy side layer. I did too. I did too. Caitlin, you're one of us. Let's okay, show the theater next door has two big chandeliers in it. We can all ride away to the heavy side layer. Okay, it's oh, fine. Speaking of can, chandelier, okay, oh so... No. Is this the, a Phantom of the Opera reference? I, no, I'm bringing it back. Oh. Uh, if the mascara uh, reasoning is the Taylor Swift feminism of answers, we're about to provide the Sia swinging from the chandelier feminism of answers, both in the pop music realm, both probably false. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. But I like ours better. Um, um, and that is... So the episode, if I'm correct, is episode of which is the last two people in two foreign war, like foreign countries fighting each other. One's Charles Bronson and one's Elizabeth. What's her last name? Montgomery. Montgomery. I'm from Montgomery. And you I are from Montgomery. I can remember that. Yeah. Anyway, it's unusual because she's a woman soldier. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what? I can't verify <laughs> whether that's true. <laughs> I can't verify whether that's true or not, but she, she, um, she did only have one line. And it was only one word, and it was in Russian. So maybe. But were her eyes crossed? And she, her eyes were crossed. Yeah. yeah. I, sorry, when I read it. Yeah, her eyes were her crossed. Yeah. But um, did she play a soldier? That I don't have the answer for. That's very interesting. Um, I'm gonna say she did. So I guess you guys got points. Wow. What? <laughs> Well, wow. just like that, I'm the McCavity of this show, and what I say goes. <laughs> Roll tide. I assume that reference you, makes no, sense. No, don't make yourself McCavity, because he falls off the. Don't, no spoilers. Balloon. No spoilers. There's a big hot air balloon. Yeah, then I'm McCavity for he sure. Falls. And when you need to host the show, McCavity's <laughs> not <Nope>. there. <laughs> Okay, I'm looking forward to the rest of this show now. I saw the 1994 taped version of Cats once at my cousin's house, and then I didn't understand what Jellicle meant. It was the first time I like could not figure out a word, and I cried and hid and said I was scared. That should explain to you everything you ever need to know about me. Johnny, do you know what? I, I, I think I do know, but I can't remember quite the phrasing of it. Do you know? As far as I know, it's a completely made-up word. God damn it! I've heard the story that it um, was... Was T.S. Eliot's like kid yes. misunderstanding, dear little cat, dear little cat. So her weird British mispronunciation <laughs> uh-huh. of dear little was yes. Jellicle. Which, what's her face, says that to the camera in the movie, but kind of mumbly. Uh, Judy Dench. <laughs> like, Wasn't that her cat's name? Kind of mumbly. Style um, says, Spencer, I'm yes, disappointed rip in, rip in, in you. Booth. Yes, this is. Well, I'm disappointed uh, in you. Well, you said there was going to be no cats. Talk and then look at us now. Here, here, well, here we now. are. I'm here to bring us back on track to tell you. You look that spooky, by the way. <laughs> like, like a fan. Oh. Uh, that Elizabeth Montgomery in that episode of Twilight Zone entitled Two was a female soldier. Look at that. Wow. Look at that. Very Bringing good. us back on track just like Skimble Shanks the Railway Cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is a question for. Uh? <laughs> Nick at Night took a brief dive into oh, 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 oh. <laughs> took a brief dive into creating and producing their own shows in the early 1990s, and one of the more memorable offerings was "Hi, Honey, I'm Home," a show about a 1950s TV family called the Nielsens, whose show was dropped from syndication, forcing them to move out of the TV world and into 1991 suburban USA. The Nielsen family's fictional show was canceled after 40 seasons, but the real-life "Honey, I'm Home" was canceled after one. Ouch, yeah, but that's still better than a BBC sitcom with an almost identical name that was canceled after one episode. The BBC show was proclaimed, quote, distasteful, even offensive, and that it, quote, disastrously exceeded the limits of irony. The rest of the first season never aired and the tapes were never released. What was the name and premise of the catastrophic 1990 BBC sitcom that was canceled after its first episode? Ha <laughs> ha 
hit me. What was the name of the show and what was the premise? Well, first of all, one episode is a full run of a British show. (laughs) (laughs) Cats only needed one episode. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. So your answer is a joke? Um, Yes, I am Johnny the Joke Man (laughs) O'Mara. That one was a joke. Johnny the Jellical Joke Man O'Mara. No, the BBC show was... Hi, home. I'm Honey. Uh, It was about a family of human-bee hybrids where... a a real Cronenberg show. A man, uh, a bee man, and a human lady had a family, and they had to figure it out, and then they got kicked out of the hive and had to go join the humans. There was a lot of buzzing. There was a lot of filthy, Mm. filthy honeycomb puns. This is basically the plot of B-Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what it was based on. Yeah, that's what B-Movie was based on. It sounds like you're an aficionado of... Hi, honey, I'm home. Or uh, whatever. Hi, home, home, I'm home. honey. Sure, 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 sure. Get it right. <laughs> or pay the price. Could, could you share some of the, the plot log lines from subsequent episodes? Uh, there's only one. Well, no, only one aired. Well, right, and there, and there was a Christmas a... special. Sure, what happened during the Christmas special during Hi, Home, I'm Honey? <laughs> On Hi, Home, I'm Honey for the Christmas special, uh, the log line was, She's my queen. Uh, <laughs> and it's very similar to uh, the plot of Love Actually uh, with um, Emma Thompson and um, Alan What's-His-Face, Rickman. Rickman. Uh, Mr. Tukogi. Sorry. Oh, man. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, B-Man uh, gathers some honey from some wildflowers mm. and uh, the human mom sees it and she's like, I'm getting flowers for Christmas. Mm. No, he still has to, because here's the thing, B-Man is married, the B-Man is married to a human lady, but he still has to serve a queen bee oh. colony mm. and it's really fraught and he has to make it clear to human lady that, you know, she is his emotional queen, uh, but uh, all of his, um, uh, butt goo, sweet butt goo, will go <laughs> to uh, his bee queen, sure. and then uh, side check, if you there's will. a song, and uh, Johnny, could all... you please sing that song? <laughs> <laughs> One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, bees. <laughs> Wow. Real uh, quick, I just want to talk about the wacky American neighbor who always refers to him as the B-Man. The B-Man. That's my favorite Mega Man villain. And nobody had names, just the B-Man his, and the his, human lady. His name was B, B. Barry upon Benson. <laughs> okay. You suck. And her name was Cheryl. Oh. <laughs> uh, do we think the tone of the truth? Is, this, is any of this correct? It sounds No. Wrong. You're going to hear this answer and you're going to groan, but it's the truth. Okay. Uh, it was about Hitler. Hitler was it's like a, a Hitler sitcom. It was a Hitler sitcom. Uh, it was a Hitler sitcom. It was called <laughs> How Honey, I'm Home. <laughs> it was the story wow. of Adolf Hitler and Eva Braun living in a small apartment with wacky neighbors Arnie and Rosa Goldenstein. Only oh, it even featured such lovable scamps as Hermann Goering in the mercifully unaired Christmas special. Spencer, you just yes. lost wow. the audience. You literally lost the audience telling them the plot of this show. <laughs> you guys would so much rather see High Home, I'm Honey. I, would. I want. I want to see High Home. Everyone would rather see High Home, I'm Honey. We're sitting up a typewriter. Writer tomorrow, <laughs> and we'll write this out. A typewriter. We're setting a typewriter tomorrow, and then getting our computer and asking, "How does a typewriter work?" <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna pull Ian Fleming and write this on a golden typewriter. How, how, he did. how many episodes? So one aired. How many they did they nine. make? I was gonna say nine. I, I believe I believe twelve. Twelve were scheduled, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, seven or eight are taped. And how many wow. beloved British actors who co-starred <laughs> in the Harry Potter movie were also in Heil, Honey, well, I'm Home? Uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, Love Actually, the entire cast. The entire, the entire cast. Alan Rickman good, plays good. Hitler. And the little boy. The little boy, uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, goes out to be Joseph Stalin. Yep. Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry we're out of Nick and Knight. This is TV Land okay? Uh, sure. Nick and I has broadcast a variety of programming over the years, from ALF to I Love Lucy, to the classic infomercial for Sleeved Blanket. Many classic sitcoms aired on the network from 1985 onward, but it took a while for the network to venture into truly uncharted territory, its own shows. So aside from SpongeBob SquarePants, which I think had a special here and there, uh, what was the first Nick show to receive the Nick at Night throwback treatment? I'm not in the scene, I think I'm falling asleep, but then all that I need 
dreaming of you. What do we think? What was the first Nick show to receive the Nick at Night throwback treatment? The right. first uh, show that Clint. you mentioned that I have heard of and seen episodes of was Alf. No, nope. it took this long in the show for me to recognize. So that's not your answer. You're just excited that you no, finally recognized. No, I, I almost exclaimed and I said, "He's in the middle of a sentence. You gotta wait until <laughs> everybody will be quiet and listen to I you." Heard of I, I love know Lucy Alf. too. Yeah, I've right, heard of I Love Lucy. I've never seen any of it, but Alf, I've watched. Uh, Elizabeth, you do love it. It's really good. Cool. It's the only puppet that I've ever been like, "Okay, I get it." <laughs> so, so two points. Uh, it, not two points. Like two, two. So it's the first show that they restarted to rerun, right? Not it, an it's original. a show. It's a show that it's a Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. show uh, that they have. They decided to put on Nick at Night. Gotcha. And uh, and here's the other thing about Alf. If you go online on YouTube, you can find uh, outtakes of the actor who's playing Alf during scenes. He would uh, yell racist and sexist things at the other actors as Alf. Yikes! Wow. Well, I'm full of all really the fun that... facts tonight. Guys. Here's another thing about Alf. You know what he eats? He eats <laughs> cats. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> that is fun. Very jellical. <laughs> that show ended that on a jellical. cliffhanger in which he got caught by the government. And they were like going to experiment on him. And that was the fucking cliffhanger True. of the show. It's like dinosaurs ending with the fucking ice age. I was just going to say, which, yeah, which, is, which is bleaker, I'm not sure. Um, do we have an answer yet? Sure. I'd love to hear it. Oh, okay. The first Nick show to receive the Nick at Night throwback treatment was the question. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll help you start. Rugrats. Thank you. Rugrats. Okay. That's the babies. It yeah. is the babies. <laughs> the dumb babies. It's the babies. Gotta love them. Speaking of dinosaur. <laughs> now, this has something to do with uh, Rugrats. Uh, Martin Lewis <laughs> did the music. What's everybody's favorite Devo album? I just want to know. Uh, are we not men? No, we are Devo. This is very good. Uh, Nick, I enjoy the song that Devo said was the perfect Devo song, Dare to be Stupid by Weryl Yankovic. Mm. That's oh, a very good Devo yeah. song. They, they said it was the perfect Devo song because he had parried to them so perfectly. It was pretty good. Did you know if you have an IUD, a diva cup can suction it out? (laughs) (laughs) That's real. That feels like the most valuable piece of information we've learned tonight. I think we should share it. Did you also know there's such a thing as a Devo cup, which is just like a concentrically (laughs) stacked like red hat? Yeah. (laughs) The thing is that's kind of what diva cups look like. You're not far away. If, if Gene Simmons was in Devo, that would absolutely exist. Yes, Gene oh, yeah. Simmons is notorious for being a salesman. Yeah, mm-hmm. those hats have a name. They're called energy domes. Right. <laughs> what a hey, collection my Diva of experts have a name. It's called an energy dome. <laughs> hey, gross. So they don't know if our answer is a lie, so they're stalling too. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> we yeah. know it's a lie. Oh, yeah, we know. We it's know a lie. Lie. I just wanted to talk about Devo real quick. Who doesn't? <laughs> Uh, do we have an answer or a true answer? Yes. You can't do that on television. Oh. And if you tell us we won, I will tell you what is in Nickelodeon slime because I was on Nickelodeon. What? What, um, what Late game, game changer. What? What were you on? I was on Slime Time Live. Wow. With Dave Azer? Yeah. With, <laughs> I've met Dave Azer, oh. sir. Uh, and Summer Sanders. Um, oh, but you, you might have been lying at CVS when you had diarrhea, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Slime Time Live. <laughs> <laughs> Let me wow. tell you. Amy really picked her time to bring this fact up. I did. I was biting. Uh, so Slime Time Live was kind of its own reboot of So You Can't Do That on Television. It was a game show played in the uh, commercial breaks of the Nicktoons uh, cartoon hour. And uh, a, come back with me. The year is 2001. A young Amy Young is 11 years old. She is five foot four. Uh, is that tall? That's very tall for an 11 year old. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, that's like freak tall. Uh, I don't want to know why you know, but. No, yeah. She's like. That's how tall I was. Oh, okay. An adult human <laughs> in an 11 year old's brain. Uh, and she uh, auditions all day long on a family trip to Universal, ruining the trip for the rest of her family. Uh, <laughs> in order to go on Slime Time Live, she does not get slimed, but she does what? That's right. Yell into the camera when they ask her how she's feeling. I'm all that and a bag of chips. But some gack 
some Nickelodeon gack had gotten stuck in her braces oh. during the game. So it came out, um, and she ran off the soundstage, and then the producers yelled at her about the oh, fact that no. if she had slipped, they she could have sued them. And she went, I wouldn't. My parents are lawyers, but I wouldn't. That did not make the producers feel better. This is a challenging so story. She did not get slimed, but she did find out that slime is made of applesauce and water and food coloring, and they let you touch it at the end because it looks better on television if it's kind of chunky. Um, and she did get a pie in her face, and then the whole family went to Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. So it did have a happy ending. Wow. Okay. Real quick, um, whenever there is they, no real quick. No. I'm sorry. When they open up the time capsule in like what 20 years, are you going to be invited? I, don't know what I you're sure about. as hell hope so. I better be. Well, it's funny that you said all that and a bag of chips because you were, your answer was wrong, but all that is correct. Um, oh. It, so it was either all that or Keenan and Kel. They both aired on the same night. We're not sure which one aired first. Uh, so if you had just said one of the Keenan and Kel shows, I would have just given it to you. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> you know, speaking of the time capsule, that's in that's just in like the lobby of a hotel at Universal now. They dug it up. They didn't open it, but it it got dug up. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the Nickelodeon. That's now Blue Man Group. The Nickelodeon Studios. Yeah. Aww. Okay. No one's gonna help me. Um. There was a time capsule that Nickelodeon <laughs> buried, and they needed to build shit where they buried it, so they dug it up and put it in a hotel. They didn't open it. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm sure it's full of like Creed CDs. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> is the Jimmy really Buffett's Margaritaville still there? It absolutely oh, is. No, I ate there in October. And so is the hemisphere dancer, his plane, that he flew famously in the song Jamaica Mistaka. Come back, come back, back to Jamaica. We made a big mistake. Come Rich. back, come back to the show that I host. Yes. <laughs> but uh, before the end of the show, is there any way that you could pull up the picture of us uh, beneath the Jamaica Mistaka? Ooh, dang, you bet your ass there is. <laughs> it's the, called the hemisphere dancer, damn it. In the meantime, this is a question for, uh... Now, sometimes, are we hemispheres or are we dancers? Here, Sorry, go ahead. Here, here's what's going to happen. is um, I'm just going to jump to the question. Uh, <laughs> this is a question about ALF. What other repeated crime... Just assume I had told you something about crimes earlier. Uh, <laughs> what other repeated crime did the TV show ALF inspire in Germany? You've been hit by, you've been struck by a smooth criminal. I, I fear that uh, DJ Rip in the booth is too busy looking up pictures of Jimmy Buffett to turn the song up. So uh, I want to I want to thank him for his for his hard work in some ways and, and in other ways not so much. Uh, You're uh, welcome for every damn moment of it. <laughs> you still look like a ghoul. Wow. Wow. I'm sad because Sammy mentioned that Alf is canceled and we didn't have time to grieve it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only puppet I've ever liked, and now I'm like. Oh. You weren't you weren't aware that Alf was no longer on the air, huh? No, not the show canceled. I mean that the actor oh. was a racist. Like hashtag canceled. Yeah. Alf, the alien life form himself, is canceled. Is canceled. What does Alf stand for again? Alien life form. ET extraterrestrial. There you go. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey. Uh, give me an answer, please. What was this crime inspired in Germany by Alf? Uh, it's not our turn. Is it not? Mm-hmm. It is. No, it certainly is. Oh, it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. okay. My B. Hawaiian wow. shirt theft. Thank you. Mm. Wow. Uh, what? <laughs> So, so there were a lot of Hawaiian shirts around in Germany. At yeah, the time. bringing it back to Buffett, he did a tour there mm. back after, right after Alf got canceled. Yeah. And it was course, him and uh, uh, David. Sh- or what's his name? David, David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. David Schwimmer. David, yeah. David He's Hasselhoff. He's a naked puppet. Look here's here's well, the thing: wearing a Hawaiian shirt to begin with isn't an, in and of itself a crime if you are not in fact Hawaiian. I'm taking, I'm taking myself to jail. Right, uh, right. Nick. Nick's a I'm wild with you. man. Uh, in the '90s, I actually bought shirts from Hawaii, shipped them to Detroit, Michigan, had seven of them that I rotated through weekly. Uh, On Halloween, when we did a Hawaiian party, all my friends borrowed my shirts because I was the cool, funny, fat guy with Hawaiian shirts and a brim hat. This is awesome. Oh, God. When was this? How old were you? Late 90s. Late 90s, okay. How old was I? Late 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do we we agree? Was it uh, a t-shirt theft? No. uh, No, we don't. Hawaiian shirt theft. We don't think that's true. It's a combined crime, uh, Mm -hmm. because Elizabeth and I have compromised. It was building building a spaceship in the garage was one of his crimes, and the other crime was nudism, because in the show he ran around naked all the time. I see. Uh, It actually was theft of a kind, but um, it was theft of a, a city's 
Rhine, there's a city in Germany named Alf. <laughs> and the sign for it gets stolen so often that they keep a bunch of extra copies on hand uh, to replace them. Heil, honey, I've stolen a sign. <laughs> yes, thank no. you for calling back. Hang on, no, take points away from him. Fair enough. Yes. Sorry, Caitlin, but that's just my personal points. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I'll just be points from Sammy. Do I have any personal points? Uh, no, not yet, but work hard um, enough, champion. We'll get some someday. Cool, thanks. All right, I'm sorry, Rod, of Nick at Night is TV Land, okay? One of the fun features of Nick at Night was its pioneering of retro commercials, uh, airing old, quaint TV spots. Um, let's jump ahead a little bit. Uh, one of the most famous TV pitchmen in the retro commercial segment was Ron Popeil. Uh, Ron was famous for inventing things like uh, the Chopomatic, the these, these are all real. The Chopomatic, the inside the shell egg scrambler, the Ronco pocket fisherman, the five-in-one turkey fryer, and spray-on hair. But he didn't <laughs> oh, just create yeah. impractical gadgets. He also is credited with inventing a new form of TV media. What type of TV show is Ron Popeil credited with inventing? All right, we, we have the real answer, but I want Elizabeth to take us on the journey of what she just said. Okay. Uh, she, uh, he is credited with creating the infomercial. At late at night, he would do the half-hour block because it was cheap and sell his products. Okay. Said it and forget it. <laughs> now, Thanks, Elizabeth but just consider, said something amazing. This is called response. But consider, um, if it would be so much more, um, I think, uh, more compelling as a story. <laughs> Okay. Uh, if um, this man, whose name uh, <laughs> invented uh, when you have two characters texting each other in a movie, uh, <laughs> but so with the split screen. but on the screen you see the text Ooh. messages come in <laughs> instead Ooh. of them reading. Somebody so invented it. What if it was him? <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite infomercial? infomercial? I definitely have one. I have one. I believe you and I share a similar yeah. commercial love. Mine was the magic bullet. Mine because too. Because it made me buy a magic bullet. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Mine, I was so convinced. Mine was the magic bullet because it has this very strange narrative where everyone w- w- wakes up. It's like, it's like house. 10 people waking up in a house together. <laughs> There's a storyline for this infomercial. Yeah, like There's there, like there was like a There was a nightgown with like a really long ash on her cigarette. Yep. There was a party the night before and like 10 people wake up in this house. Like 10 adults. Imagine like, watching that group text happen in real time. <laughs> And then there, there's like an old woman who's in like a, a flowery nightgown, like smoking, and it rules. And she's very incredulous, right? Oh, yeah. You're telling me this can make three second chocolate mousse? Okay. <laughs> Which was Hershey's syrup, uh, heavy cream, and three pulses of the. Good God. I made that recipe a lot as a kid. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say, Nick, you're a droid at doing the Tim the Toolman Taylor noises. Oh, what? And you're great at doing... He said you were t- a robot. Uh, okay. Uh, and you're very adroit at doing text noises. Mm. Can I please hear Tim the Toolman Taylor getting a series of texts? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I just give both teams like 30 points. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Man, that was... Very fun. That was his lawyer text. It goes. One point four three pounds. <laughs> Is that just under or just over the? Uh... Uh, I just said that six hundred fifty grams. Yeah, it's enough that you can measure it in pounds. Fair enough. Fair enough. Too for much. those of you who don't know, he went to jail for selling, transporting cocaine in Michigan. Yeah, October second, nineteen seventy-eight. Ah, uh, you can remember that because that's your computer's password. Yep. All right. Do we agree? Was the infomercial? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was the infomercial. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's just let's just throwing, a, throwing a sea softball so late in the game. I, I, <laughs> well, maybe, oh, this is horrifying. Uh, maybe this will be. Oh, <laughs> this is a uh, the last question, unfortunately, uh, for the night. For ah, uh, um, but we do have okay, one more. You could do better. Uh, That's perfect. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> 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 Uh, what not, are these noises? This is from this is from the show Home Improvement. You may notice Tool Time. 
No. Have you seen the Santa Claus? Because he does the same bit in that movie. <laughs> That's a good movie. That's a good movie. In 1996, Nickelodeon's parent company, Viacom, spun off a separate network from Nick at Night called TV Land. Its original name was actually Nick at Night's TV Land, so nobody could possibly get confused. Since the early 2000s, TV Land has honored iconic actors and television characters from classic TV series with statues in various tourist attractions around the country. Uh, for example, on the screen here, we have um, Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz, uh, from Happy Days, next to his real-life counterpart. Um, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment. Which one's which? The, the, the one that looks like a statue Henry is the, the real man, Henry Winkler. Oh. Okay. Um, so tell me... Um, <laughs> I was thinking about Arrested Development. Those are balls? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what iconic TV character is commemorated at Chicago's Navy Pier with its own statue? TV character has a statue at Navy Pier? Uh, I was about to say Ted Bundy. Al Bundy. <laughs> From well, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. So what was Ted Bundy's statue doing at Navy Pier? Can you explain the pose and maybe what it says in the plaque for Ted Bundy? It says, Illinois, the only state Ted Bundy didn't kill somebody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just being like celebrated by young women who are too into true crime and uh, <laughs> focusing on true crime stories instead of actually like dealing with the possibility of their own death. Yeah. <laughs> It's just That's what the statue celebrates. It's, it's him and his fake cast giving a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, so if it's Al Bundy, uh, what character is he playing? Well, what is the actor, the character, and what is the, like, the tagline or the, the plaque say on the statue? The, the actor's Ed O'Neill. There we mm. go. Thank you. Just want to make sure we knew, give him props. You never watch television? <laughs> no. And, and what, what is the statue doing? Oh, it's like him with his hand in his pants. Mm. <laughs> from, the, from the show. And, and what does it say on the plaque? It says... He's got his hand in space. <laughs> you know, the thing he did. Okay, now, just, just a quick question. There's also like a little foot scale thing. At the, <laughs> a foot scale. A foot stool. Oh, yeah. Where he was famously way, way <laughs> feet. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was back, back, back to TV. Ted Bundy. <laughs> so, the statue with a hand in its pants. Yeah. I'm, where is it at Navy Pier? Because I'm assuming it's not outside Build-A-Bear. It's just... It's, it's right inside Build-A-Bear. <laughs> 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 uh, Inside Build-A-Bear and next to the Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Yes. Uh, just, just to bring it all back, Ed O'Neill was also in Wayne's World. <laughs> he was. Sure. So... Bring it oh, back to go. what? I mentioned Wayne's World, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> one, one time it got mentioned. Uh -huh. yes. Does everybody remember his uh, epic speech about seeing a man's soul leave its C body? Couldn't you do it? No. Oh, I wish I, I could. <laughs> I, I do too. That have been really riveting, actually. Uh, uh, well, edit this out. Yeah. Just... Uh, <laughs> I will say, just to also bring it back, remember when my mom wouldn't let me watch uh, I Love Lucy because it wasn't feminist enough? Right. Do you know what show we did watch as no. a family every mm, single week? Me. No, Married with Children. Yeah. Uh, do you recall, I know Johnny does if you don't, do you recall the name of the group he was a part of in the show? Oof, a doofa. Oof. Johnny, can you? Yeah, it was No Ma'am. It was No Ma'am. Yeah, yeah, I don't recall, I didn't recall that. I do recall uh, my father saying that if uh, I was too wild in high school, people would think I was Kelly Bundy. And I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I don't know what it means now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you talked about getting my mom on the horn earlier. We can give Dan a call, too. And, and he have would her love explain uh, why she lets you watch a show with a man in a club called No Ma'am, which was decidedly anti-feminist yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can good. we pour one out for a time in America where a shoe salesman, who's not very good, could own a four-bedroom house in the suburbs on his salary and a car? Those were the good days. All of it carpeted. Everything was carpeted. <laughs> the stairs were carpeted. The side of the stairs were carpeted. <laughs> the uh, inside of uh, the wife's pants carpeted. Oh. <laughs> do we do we have a response? Is, is it? Yeah, no, we don't. We don't it's a two-part answer. We don't think that's who it is. So first of all, it, it's um, a, a TV Land original show, Hot in Cleveland. It is a hot statue, like as in physically hot. It's it's like stainless steel, right in the sun of Betty White. Uh huh. And. And there's another one, too. <laughs> Chicago has the largest statue to a fictional TV character on Navy Pier. It's called Chicago Shakespeare Theater. <laughs> this is exactly a... what Shakespeare looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is a joke That's, or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Might uh, not be a joke, but it was a sick We can't all be burn. the joke man. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be Johnny the Joke Man, Jellicle Cat. <laughs> 
That's right. No, it was actually Dr. Robert Hartley, played by Bob Newhart from the Bob Newhart Show. That's right. right. Oh. All right, the route he took home in the opening credits of that show make no sense. Because <laughs> he's just all over the country? He's all over the freaking downtown. He's at, he's at Michigan Avenue. He's up on Randolph. And then next, like, where are you going, Bob? Where does he live? He drives around Lower Wacker for 45 minutes. <laughs> That's on accident. He just though. gets yeah. lost yeah. by the old yeah. post office what, for a Ways keeps recalculating the yeah. entire time. <laughs> Every episode's eight hours long. <laughs> Here is the final question of the night, and it's for, I'm sorry, we're out of Nick at Night. Is TV Land okay? This is for you, Kate, Caitlin and Matt. <laughs> that is, it is for somebody. Newhart had its run on Nick at Night in the 90s, and famously, uh, spoiler alert, in the finale, it became the first show to pull the It Was All a Dream routine when it revealed that the show's events had all just been the result of Bob's character eating too much Japanese food and falling asleep. Classic. It, it is classic. Now, um, Bob uh, has done a, a lot of things in his life, um, but we're going <laughs> to skip ahead. Um, <laughs> Did you just go through all the slides? It's just his autobiography, just everything. But Bob was born. And, yeah, so uh, do you know Bob Newhart isn't even his real name? No. Oh. No. Yeah, that's right. So why did Bob Newhart change his name from George to Bob before he got famous? All right, what do we think here? We're cracking our Sammy shit up. Said a joke, and Sammy looked at me and said, do you get that the parts of that joke are true? And I said, yes, that's where the joke came from. <laughs> and you should have seen the incredulous look on his face that I knew something. You know what? We're going with her answer. Fuck it. <laughs> hit me, hit me okay. So as we all know, Sammy, George Washington was very tall. Um, the so tallest the president, president. Yeah, the commander the, the president, one. George Washington, was very true? tall. He's the tallest president. How tall was he? He was 10 feet tall, <laughs> bulletproof. <laughs> right, made of radiation. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank you, yeah. Nick. Okay. Sorry, uh, I was, I was a Travis Tritt reference. I like to make them as much as possible. <laughs> so, um, Bob Newhart. You've notoriously... been making Travis Tritt references all night. It's been crazy. Bob Newhart. Notoriously... No one in this audience knows who Travis Tritt is, and that makes it all the better. Or George Washington. Elizabeth, I'd love to hear your answer and finish the show. Bob Newhart notoriously was not as tall as George Washington, and he didn't want people to think about George, the other George, the taller George, the more accomplished President George. So he changed his name people to People would Bob. hold up a dollar bill and then look at Bob Newhart and be like, short George. And he hated that. It followed him all his days. Oh, yeah. your name is George Newhart? Ugh, makes me think of George Washington. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Elizabeth, I'm curious, how tall is Bob Newhart? Just off, Do you know? Oh, I'd say he and I are about the same size. Okay. And yeah, did you see Elf? I, I really <laughs> short in that movie. <laughs> he was like four one in that movie. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, We've lost the joke, man. <laughs> Do we have any questions, or are we ready to just go? Uh, well, I'm not gonna ask a question. That's wrong. <laughs> why, why did he change his name then? Uh, he was an accountant, and he didn't want he didn't want his people from work to like, you know, he's like trying to keep on the DL. Trying to get his own thing going. Sure. He's like, I'm going to do a stage name, Bob. (laughs) Because I'm an accountant. I see. What kind of accountant did he do? I'm just curious. Because there's different kinds of accounting. Yeah, let's let's drag the show out real quick. (laughs) Yeah, we have to end the show. We still have prizes to give away. Don't forget. Well, that's his fault. And we haven't hardly named any cats. All right, what's the answer? Uh, the answer, actually, uh, it was because of a weird old-timey idiom. Uh, in the 40s, when Ooh. someone didn't want to do something, they'd sometimes say, let George do it, uh, meaning let somebody else do it. So he didn't want to be doing a bunch of work, I guess. <laughs> All right, the show is done. Let's figure out who has prizes. <laughs> uh, at the end of the game, Sammy, you have negative five points. Elizabeth, yes. you have ten points. Uh, now let's move on to the actual points that matter. I'm sorry, what up, Nick at Night? Is TV Land okay? You walked away with a whopping 75 points. Uh, you walked away with 85 points, which means Matt is going to be our big winner. Matt, watch from the stage. Congrats, Matt. Come on up here, Matt. If you want to, you Come don't have to. Up, if you don't want to. Uh, We're so meantime, sorry. Uh, Nick, why don't we go over the prizes that Matt's won? All right. We have. I uh, just want to give this away. I have American Utopia by David Byrne. I just had that CD for Ooh. no reason. Okay. <laughs> I bought a David Byrne ticket, and they mailed it to me. I'm like, I already have this on MB3. We got Ready Player One. Not good. Okay. Uh, first season of Rick and Morty on oh, Blu-ray. That's actually good. <laughs> The first two seasons of The Simpsons on wow. DVD. Oh! And a uh, pr- pretty awesome, like, I, don't, I wouldn't say, like, that's pretty dope. Like, uh, the 750 piece glitter, glitter puzzle of gl- white tigers? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that rules. 
I got and this. And you know Toys where those tigers are? The jungle. They, they okay. are from the jungle. All right. Well, we so want all this is in a Target bag. I want. Hey, uh, Spencer. DJ ripping the. Uh, Oh, real quick proposal. Um, since there was so much uh, that we skipped over tonight, uh-huh. um, do you think it would be possible, since we do have writers that work very hard on this show, we do. to uh, post uh, the lead-up to those questions on our social media accounts, at LSDL Show, wherever you would follow anything online? We certainly could, and that was a very sophisticated way of plugging the online presence of our show, Rich, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. Here's <laughs> us under the Hemisphere Dancer. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank uh, everyone here in the audience. I want to thank Matt and uh, the teams on the stage. I want to thank DJ Rip in the Booth and everyone at home and our, our team that opened for us tonight. Uh, thank you all so much for coming tonight. Thank Have you a, a good night and get thank home you. safe. Yay! Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is recorded in front of a live audience every Wednesday at 7.30 right here in Chicago at the world-famous I.O. Theater. If you'd like to see the show live, go to ioimprov.com and use the code FETCH for half off your ticket price. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at LSDL Show. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Patrick Connolly, Connor Doyle, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Mandy Sellers. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week, Nick Lathan, can be heard on Quarter Mile at a Time, a Fast and Furious podcast, right here on Arcade Audio. Elizabeth Del Toro can be found online at twitter.com slash selfie DT. The DT stands for Dashwood, Tineal. Amy Young performs stand-up comedy all over Chicago. Mike Gospel is the co-host of the podcast, How Star Wars Is It?, and can be seen improvising with Baby Wants Candy and Anarchy, the improvised rock opera. Johnny O'Mara co-hosts the podcast Dilettante Ball, which can also be found right here on Arcade Audio. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.